0: Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged to Snap last week. Go check out the highest-graded players from Week 11 and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 12. What do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and cultural betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team player prop tool which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code bettingpod for 25% off any subscription. Welcome in. It is College Football Saturday, Week 13, post Thanksgiving, and I can guarantee you that we are going to have a number of better games than we saw on Thanksgiving. So make sure you know you tune in to everything that pff.com has available. Anthony Tresh once again joining me to give out the best bets for this College Football Saturday. And Tresh, how was your? Thanksgiving. I know the football necessarily wasn't up to par, but, you know, was the food good at least? Or how were things uh, breaking for you on Thursday?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have no complaints about how Thanksgiving went. I ate way too much pecan pie, uh, which I knew going into it. Um, No, no, it was fantastic, you know, seeing some family and friends. And even though the football was a a little bit of a stink fest in some spots, it's still football, you know, better than nothing. I I enjoyed that. And of course, I think this is the best week. Of the year. My favorite week, at least. You get college football spread out. You get, of course, three NFL games and even two. You got some other sports. You got
0: Feast Week, college basketball. I mean, it's a good time. The best time of the year. Yeah, and of course, you also have Canadian Football League playoffs. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that for Eric Eager. I know he always wants to talk Canadian Football League, so I had to squeak that one in there as well. But like you said, a number of great matchups. Our bets basically went, you know, 500 again. Um, I, my targets are all the Group 5 right now. That's the spot where I seem to be winning uh, the majority of my bets. UAB, Old Dominion came through for us. But another 500 weeks, we are going to and you said it earlier before we were on the air that you have a number of best bets coming up here But first. Let's talk about uh, maybe the marquee matchups. And I think we got to start in the Big Ten, Ohio State at Michigan, uh, Ohio State, basically getting all the love in the spread market. Uh, pretty low total as well. Uh, actually, pretty high total. 64.5 points for the total. Eight-point spread for Ohio State. Uh, Greenline shows a little bit of value on both the spread and total, but I'm curious your thoughts, Trish, on uh, how you kind of see this matchup playing out.
1: Yeah, I I, I actually agree with Greenline. And, um, you know, I like Michigan here. Um, just because you look at Ohio State, and I, I know I think the big thing a lot of people have been seeing the trend is Ohio State just, you know, beat the brakes off Michigan State, Michigan State beat Michigan. So this is going to be a slider two. I, I'm right. not sure that's going to be the case. I mean, the, the games, the way they're played are very different. And, you know, the matchups are different. Um, you know, Ohio State, it wasn't even that too long ago that they had their two least efficient performances from an offensive output perspective. Um, the 2021 season back in weeks nine and 10 against Penn State, Nebraska, and that one against Nebraska really stood out to me. Um, you know, CJ Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, he's... He's been good for them and he's done exactly what he's been asked to do for Ohio State. But it's really not a lot. I mean, it's very simplistic for him um, and they're making it very easy um, for him overall. And as soon as everything kind of the game plan starts to crumble a little bit, we start to see CJ Stroud start to crumble a lot. I mean, we go back to that Nebraska game. That's what happened because he was under pressure for 16 dropbacks when there was no blitz, right? They had an extra man in coverage, got four, front four got off to the quarterback 16 times on those plays. CJ Stroud had a 46.0 passing grade. You look at Michigan, that front four is the best in college football, not in my opinion. They actually have the highest pass rush grade, highest pressure rate without the need of a blitz in the power five. Um, And and I think that they're going to have, even though that Ohio State offensive line is very good, and really that Nebraska game was the only slip up this year, I think this front four, I would take them against that offensive line. And I think that they're going to have success in getting pressure on C.J. Stroud. And I think that's where we're going to see some mistakes made. And I think that's going to be able – at least eight points, I think Michigan should be able to cover the number. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised at any outcome, but I do think that there is value here on Michigan, You know, given the type of team that they are, um, it, that they both are, really.
0: Right, definitely. We yep, definitely. I mean, I I think Michigan should be able to keep it within a touchdown differential. I also expect Michigan to probably uh try to limit the amount of possessions that the Ohio State offense even has. So I do really like uh under 64.5 for the total as well. It would be a spot that I would be maybe looking at parlaying. Uh, Michigan uh on the spread and the under. I do think that's probably a decent play because I think if that game you know extends out a lot of high scoring games, that's not going to favor or lean in the Michigan direction. So. If it's low scoring, if they're able to kind of contain C.J. Stroud at least, or, you know, maybe limit the amount of possessions that Ohio State has, I think they're definitely going to be uh, keeping this one well within a touchdown. So I like that quite a bit. We are on the same page with the first one. Let's move on then to the SEC. We got Alabama traveling to Auburn. Alabama, 20 and a half point favorites, 57 point total. Uh, that is a pretty wide spread to be covering with this short of a total. So I'm wondering how you kind of see uh, this one breaking out. Do you think, you know, Bryce Young is going to be uh, pretty successful against this Auburn defense, or uh, could Auburn potentially cover uh, the three touchdown differential?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if Bo Nix was healthy and starting for Auburn, I'd be taking Auburn, but he's not. He's injured. And it's just mostly because I think that Bo Nicks is such a wild ride that I think that he has a higher likelihood right. of, you know, doing some freak things to get that number. Um, but, you know, here with TJ Finley, I'm not confident in Auburn. I actually got a little bit of Alabama when they're minus 19 and a half. Um, you know, you look at TJ Finley, what he did last week. Um, and TJ Finley was a transfer from LSU this past year. I'm um, still an underclassman last week against South Carolina first start 28% success rate, throwing the ball um, minus 0.26 EPA per pass play. Those are really, really bad marks. Um, and I think against Alabama, while that defense has been a little bit inconsistent, they've given up some big, big plays every year, you know, every now and again, I, I don't think that that's going to be the case here. Um, you know, with TJ Finley and Auburn, you know, especially with that receiving room, it's not the best. One of the bottom tier ones in the sec, very young and inexperienced, I um, TJ Finley. I think he's probably going to have an issue with Will Anderson Jr. on the edge. Um, you know, he's the leader in F, uh, leader in the FBS and pressure generated through week 12. You know, even too Alabama's still 11th in PFF's defensive power rankings. So right. I, I, I think Alabama should be the side favorite. Um, you know, leaning towards here um, even at 20 and a half.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Greenlight doesn't have a play on this game whatsoever, but I do agree with you. I do think it's really difficult to uh, be at all excited about backing Auburn in that scenario. You can maybe play uh, Alabama. This spread might move out to 21 by the time kickoff happens, but uh, it's a spot that I am not getting involved in, unfortunately. So we will see. There are a number of other betting opportunities that we will get into later, so maybe this is a spot that you can avoid. But let's move out to the Pac-12. we got Oregon State. Oregon uh Oregon's looking like seven point favorites right now uh 60 and a half point total Green Line does have a preference on the spread no play on the total but uh how do you how do you expect this one to play is
1: yeah I got the dog and the under in this one I had Oregon State dog plus under. seven under I got my 61 and a half um and I think this could be a pretty big letdown spot for Oregon after just getting blown out by Utah in week 12 which we had Um, You know, you look at Oregon State, and I think they've flown under the radar for most of the 2021 season. Um, You know, they sit here 7-4, and they're one of the best teams in the Pac-12, honestly. I mean, you look what they've done offensively. um, You know, they're actually just ahead of Oregon in most of the uh, metrics there. Um, You know, they're top three in explosive run and pass rate in the Pac-12 in conference play this year. And PFF's offensive power ranking, Oregon State's a little bit higher, 39th to 64th. Chance Nolan, the Oregon State quarterback. Higher passing grade by 16 grading points at 83.1 than Oregon quarterback Anthony Brown. And the thing that i was kind of looking to in this matchup is that since Oregon State fired their defensive coordinator after week 10, over the last couple of weeks, the Beavers are second in the Pac-12 and success rate allowed on defense. Now it's a small sample, of course, and opponents matter, but that's still you know very much noteworthy because they were not touching the mark at any point in this season so i do think that we could see a
0: pretty close battle here between the two in-state rivals so i had the dog in the under there with oregon state yeah definitely i'm on the dog as well i do agree with you oregon states definitely the correct play uh that was a good get getting 61 and a half. I, I i don't love i mean i guess the the under is probably the only play on the total. I do think you missed out on the best line if you didn't get 61 and a half. So maybe you still want to play that. I don't know. But I definitely think Oregon State, correct play, plus seven. Uh, Locked that one in. That is one of my favorite bets here on Saturday. So we will see. We'll go out to the Big 12 now. We got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, four and a half point favorites over Oklahoma. I don't think we would have had that, you know, even just a few short weeks ago. 49 and a half point total. Uh... Do you expect Oklahoma to potentially pull off the upset here? Or are you riding with the Oklahoma State?
1: Yeah, you know, early in the week, I saw this line. I was like, oh, you got to go with Oklahoma. I mean, there's there's got to right. be some value there. And the more I look at the matchups, the little bit more scared I got. And I was like, I'm just going to stay away from this one altogether. Because um, you look at Oklahoma, over the last couple of games, Caleb Williams, I mean, as a passer, he's just been ice cold. I mean, really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you look at what he's done from a grading perspective in those two games. Both games, single-game grades below 60.0. I mean, for reference, Spencer Rattler didn't do that one time uh, below 60.0. didn't do that one time in his 17 career starts. Um, And so it's really been at a level that Oklahoma has not seen at the quarterback position in quite some time now. At the same time, we have seen Caleb Williams produced at an extraordinary level before. Just even a month ago, we were talking, what are the Heisman odds on him if he's able to sustain this level of play? So he's got a wide range of outcomes, and a lot of that has to do with He's just kind of riding on raw talent right now, right? You know, he's very undisciplined, takes the risks downfield, and just kind of plays schoolyard ball, it looks like at times. Somewhat what Spencer Rattler did for a little bit for Oklahoma. Now you look at Oklahoma State, that defense is one of the best in college football. There's no doubt about it. I think it's a top-five group out of the 130 schools, to be honest. Um, You know, you look what they did last week, shut out Texas Tech. I mean, they're top five in basically every single defensive metric you can possibly pull um, you know, one that really stands out to, above me, you know, they're above 80.0 as a team in run defense, you know, pass rush coverage. I mean, you rarely see that from a power five team and that's led him to be a top five mark right there next to, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, right behind Georgia for the best in the power five. So, you know, I, I'm just going to stay away from this one just because of, you know, how volatile Caleb Williams can be right now in his career um, and how good that Oklahoma State defense is. Um, so I think this is a game I'm just going to sit back and enjoy because I do think it will be a good matchup.
0: Yeah, definitely. I actually, I... I can get on that side, right? We, you know, Greenline does have a little bit of value on Oklahoma plus four and a half, uh, but I'm with you. It's going to be either, you know, it's going to be a really swinging match. Obviously it comes down to how Caleb Williams performs. If he, you know, has one of those high variance plays where he, he's just closer to a ceiling than his floor. I definitely think Oklahoma is probably going to win by maybe even at least a touchdown. But if he is, you know, anywhere close to where he's been at the past couple of weeks, uh, Oklahoma state should probably run away with this one. So I agree with you. The best approach probably is to sit back and, Enjoy it. Don't necessarily sweat out any bats. But... We got our best bets coming up here. But first, if you have not, uh, you, if you don't have a sports book to lock in your best bets at, uh, you should check out DraftKings.com. New customers can bet just $1 on any game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So they got a lot of good opportunities for new sports bettors to probably build up that bankroll. Uh, and if sports books isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on, you know, any sort of NFL or NCAA action. You can make your first deposit. You can play for millions of dollars with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. It's safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PFF this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let's get in. Into it. I got, I know you have a ton of bets, Trash. I got uh, four that kind of jump out to me. I'm wondering, I kind of want to get your thoughts on my bets and I want to hear all of the lists that you have uh, coming up for our listeners here on Saturday. But I like Florida minus two and a half against Florida State. I think it's a little bit of a rebound spot after they got rid of Dan Mullen last week. Could see, you know maybe some of the training wheels sorts of things come off, take some more risk, be a little bit more aggressive. So I do think Florida decent spot in that rivalry matchup against Florida state, like them quite a bit. If it, you know, if it stays below a field goal differential, I also like temple plus 12 and a half against Navy rice, plus three and a half against Louisiana Tech. And I also like the Minnesota Golden Gophers, plus seven, taking on Wisconsin. I don't think they're going to win, but I do think that they can probably keep it within the touchdown differential. So I like that one uh, quite a bit. And I'm riding with, you know, my group of five teams. They've been hot for me so far. So we'll see if week 13 can once again continue that trend. But Trash, what do you have for us here for your best bets? I know we usually have some matching ones or best bets. We didn't
1: have any matching but ones none, this week. None, none, right? Maybe that could be. A maybe good that's thing. a good thing. Yeah, right. yeah there we go. <laughs> we can add some more of each other there. I might have to go back and look at what you got there and might add it to the massive card I have here. All right, I'll burn through these, right. you know, as quickly but as you know, you, know, you can understand it as possible here. Um, so Friday, I got Missouri, Arkansas under sixty-two and a half. And some of these lines may have moved, by the way. Um, Cincinnati at East Carolina Cincinnati minus 14 in the under 58 TCU Iowa State at the under 59 um, NC state um, minus five and a half against North Carolina that line has moved to six and a half um, actually Washington State minus one at Washington um, and that wraps up Friday going into Saturday I like Maryland minus one and a half uh, at Rutgers Army getting three and a half at Liberty that's probably one of my favorite bets up there, there with we go Michigan and uh, Oregon State I like Army getting three and a half at Liberty a lot, but that line has been moving. Um, Akron, I'm going to go back to them, even though they burned me last week, getting 28 and a half at Toledo. Um, Boston College getting four and a half at home against Wake Forest. Georgia favored by 35 at Georgia Tech. Um, under in Houston, Yukon 56. Miami at Duke, under 68 and a half. I like Tech. North Texas getting 10 and a half against UTSA. Could be a letdown spot for the Roadrunners going in for that perfect season. Um, we will see uh, SMU, uh, favored by 6.5 at home against Tulsa. I like the over, actually, in Wisconsin-Minnesota. So, game you mentioned earlier, um, Texas A&M uh, favored by 6.5 on the road at LSU.
0: Um, and then I like the under in BYU-USC, 64 and a half. There we go. That is a ton of bets. I can't wait. I can't believe you were going back to the well with Akron, though. I could not do it. I saw I saw Greenland had some value on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait a week on this one, but I do, I do really like the North Texas approach. I was a little bit scared off by UTSA, but I do agree with you. I think they could be in a little bit of a letdown spot. And I do think North Texas should be able to cover uh, that spread. So I definitely think we got some winners. Maybe we got a lot of winners. I feel pretty good about week 13. So we will see. Uh, It's going to be fun. Make sure you check out all the games we got on Friday. Make sure, you know, get on that PFF NCA green line. I know Trash also has his best bets article uh, dropping for you here. So make sure you check out that. Uh, uh, NCA power rating power ratings page and everything else that we have at pff.com from Ben Brown joined by Anthony Tresh we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Benny podcast